What's up, everyone? Welcome to Sex with Mark and Kat. Welcome. Okay, so my name is Marcus Wolf. I'm an international sex coach, and I'm here with Kat. I am Katia Cortez. Uh, that's a bit of a mouthful, so everyone just calls me Kat or KC. Um, I am an international independent escort. Uh, yeah, so. Perfect. So, what's up, guys? Welcome to the podcast. And. We want to, in this first episode, just go through a few things, let you know what we're about. So I guess, Kat, what do you think inspired you to be a part of this podcast and to create it? Yeah, so I think that there is definitely, I think there's a lot of space for talking about sex and even sex workers and things because even though what we do is kind of different, it's still really the sex industry, right? And I think now is the sex industry's moment. Mm. I really feel like it is our moment. Um, 10 years ago, I feel like it was still quite kind of taboo. And even though it is kind of still a little bit taboo, I feel like just after COVID and the whole rise of mm. OnlyFans, I feel like now it's just like, it is our time. As time like, to shine. Yeah, it is. It, it. I, I feel like it is like we're like sex, like sex workers, like celebrities and yeah. superstars now. Uh, yeah. Like, so, so I, I really do feel like it's our time now, like a revolution uh, to, you know, where sex workers are, can go out in public and don't have to hide, you know, no. make fake names and whatnot. And yeah, so I feel like it's part like this podcast will yeah shine a light on yeah sex workers and also talk about really important things in the industry because I think because it was so taboo mm. there is so many gaps in the knowledge okay. that people have um because it's just not spoken about okay right? cool what about you what do you what yeah. do you think so I like that I like how proud of you you are about that identity and yeah, I think that that is a big part of this. I mean, I love sex, right? That's <laughs> I, I love fucking. I know. That's a, that's a big part of the reason why I'm going to enjoy this podcast because <laughs> it's a chance to really, <clears throat> for me, catch up with someone that is uh, proud of their sexuality and wants to, I guess, allow other people to be just as proud of their sexuality as well. I mean, we're going to talk about it in a sec our upbringing, but we both grew up in an environment which was you know, we sex machines essentially, and it's looked down upon and especially something around sex work, whether it's coaching in my point of view or um, escorting in your point of view, it's previously has been very much shamed and looked mm, down upon. So frowned upon. yeah, exactly. So for me, um, I think this podcast is a chance for us to get together, talk about sex, which is a topic <laughs> that we both fucking to love do. and talk about anyway, but it's <laughs> this is literally just like a normal conversation. Exactly. Yeah. This is our regular Wednesday. <laughs> But it's also a chance for everyone else to join that conversation because I think everyone out there is in a friendship circle or is in an environment or is in a social circumstance where they can't be free to talk about sex. Mm -hmm. they, they can't go about it. And the sex education they received is, let's be honest, is fucking shit. Yes. Most of the guys you with are fucking shit. Most of the girls I'm with aren't able to express themselves to their fullest. And I think a big part of that is leading to people to feel that sense of shame, to not have the amount of pleasure that they can really unlock and, and really enjoy. So I think for us, it's going to be just that first step into allowing people to talk about sex, be a little bit more free about it, but also learn some of the insights from a sex worker and from a coach and to get some little tips and tricks along the way, to hear some stories, mm -hmm. can be entertaining and yeah. educational. 
So Very I think, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a fucking amazing podcast. And uh, <laughs> uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. And I want to speak to you, Kat, about mm-hmm. what we just spoke to about your upbringing. Where, how did you get to where you are now? Yes. So my upbringing, um, I was raised, so yeah, which you'll, you'll hear in a minute, Mark and I were both raised in a very uh, similar neighborhood in Sydney. Uh, lots of wogs. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, yeah. a lot of Europeans. Yeah, lots, lots of Europeans. And um, if you are European or if you know a European, you know that they're quite Catholic, very conservative. Yes. You don't, sex is to make babies. Yep. And that's, that's it. it. Yep. <laughs> and even for <laughs> probably the better part of my life, I was told that I was dropped off by a stork. <laughs> so <it>. yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So I, yeah. So I, yeah, I grew up in a family where sex was just not spoken about. So this is this is a fun story. So my when my mum found out that I wasn't a virgin, she cried. Hey, how old were you when your mum oh. found out? I was young. I think I was like 16 or 17. What age did you lose your virginity? Oh, 14. Okay, you were young, yo. Oh, did I beat you? You did by a few years, I must (laughs) say. I was like, I was either 16 or 17. I can't quite remember. I was... I was old. Yeah, but I feel like it's, I don't know. I was yeah. old compared to yeah. you. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I've okay. done it many times. So <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed. Okay. So, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know I what sex boy- was when yeah. I was 14. So I had a but- boyfriend who okay. I had been at the time that I was 14 and I lost my virginity. I was dating a guy for a whole year. Mm-hmm. And he's, so he was one year older than me. So he would have been like 15, which is probably more around the time when guys would maybe start thinking about those things. Yep. We'd been dating for a year. We'd done a few, like everything else. And then- I remember he, one of his best mates was also dating God for like a year. We were like the, the what's it called? You know, we're two couples. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. Friends. Yeah, so that's like what we were. And then they had sex. And then so that you kind were of, like yeah, we didn't think about it until no. they did it. And then we're like, oh, maybe we. Yeah, why haven't we done it? About, yeah, exactly. like, why aren't we doing it? And then yeah. they had, it was a very bonding, like, it, it, it was like a really it. nice they, way yeah. to lose my virginity, I think. Okay. Yeah, they, we saw, like, how our friends seemed more bonded by it. And we were yeah. like, oh, like, yeah, we've been dating for like a year now. We're going to get time. married, which, yeah. When you yeah. date for one year as a 14 year old, that's, that's like a life. 17 year Yeah, you love them to the moon and back, the, right? Oh, like, we were literally fully no, no. We're like oh we're gonna be getting married and having sex anyway yeah so we might difference. as well <laughs> yeah okay. so that's how that happened um bit of a tangent but yeah back to my upbringing oh yeah so my mom so when my mom found out that it wasn't a virgin i was like i want to say 16 i don't think i had a license yet hmm. um she cried harder and didn't speak to me for a lot longer than when she found <laughs> out that i had done drugs holy shit she, okay. found, she had found out this is like on another occasion she found out that I snuck out of the house almost every night. Yep. Didn't get angry. Found out that I had done drugs before. Didn't get angry. Found Finds out I'm not a virgin. <laughs> didn't talk to me for like three months. You could probably kill a man. And she's like, as long as you didn't have sex, okay? It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, so that kind of gives you a little bit of an idea. How did she find parents. out? Uh, um, the condom t- was in the bin. <laughs> I was 16. Who thinks about those kinds of things? No, it's all right. I, I've when I was a little bit older, not fourteen, <laughs> but I, I got done the same way. I think my parents found like condom wrappers and yeah, stuff. And, you, you, yeah, just, you're so you just dumb. You just don't clean up after yourself. <laughs> no, I, mean, I, I couldn't even load a dishwasher, yeah, let alone yeah. know how to clean up after <laughs> having sex. <laughs> I kind of blame the guy though. I think it's the guy's responsibility to get rid of really? the condom. Really, right? you blame the guy. So okay, let me ask you this: <laughs> no, I, I if a guy comes you. over to your place, has sex, 
Does he leave his condom wrappers? Is this a client? No. Okay. <laughs> because I never, I clean up after all my clients, but yeah. they technically they're kind pay. Of paying. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're paying for. for uh, if I was going to pay for sex, I'd want you to clean up after. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Say his personal life. Guy comes okay, yeah, personal life. Well, I would think that if it well, oh, you know what? That's kind of a tricky one because if it's in my house. Mm. I feel like I'm so proud of my house that mm. I clean up. It, it doesn't even have to be sex. Like you've okay. come over to my house before. This, is a, party, this is a very And clean you house, see me. Yeah. I never sit down. I'm always yep. cleaning. Like you will take You're a sip bored. from a drink yeah. and I will come up to you and be like, is that finished? Yeah, like, yeah. Can I wash this, it? It's very attentive. I yeah, do appreciate so, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's. Okay. So I feel mm. like they probably wouldn't even have the chance. Okay. Because You're I would probably just straight up, like if the condoms on the floor, I'll just get up and pick it up because I would just. That's what I would do in my house. But if I if I was in another, I probably wouldn't if I was at their place. I feel like the only reason I would do that is not mm. because yeah, I'm it's a like girl. Your home. It's because this is my house. I don't want okay. condom wrappers and lube all over. That's the a, shop. do you know what? That's a good point. It's like I'm usually at, having yeah. sex in my place. Yeah, That's why yeah, I'm yeah, right. thinking so, about this. So I always clean. Yeah, but yeah. Can, can I be honest with you though? I've had, I mean, I've slept with a lot of women, right? Like over five hundred. I've there heard is, it sometimes. The, yes, yes. <laughs> there was one girl. One girl, South African. I won't mention her name in South case she uh, oh, in, in case she watches this podcast. Yeah, but I haven't met this one. Okay, so she's she's a, she's a nice girl. You haven't met her a bit. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking was, there's a reason why. This was years coming. ago, though. Years ago, no, she's amazing. She's amazing. Years ago, mm-hmm. I remember we we met in like Croatia or something. I can't remember where, but anyway, we fucked in the Airbnb, and you know, I just took off my condom, put it, you know, threw it on the floor. All those wrappers, and we were just like lying in bed. She gets up grabs a condom on the wrapper, walks over and puts it in the bin. And I remember thinking in that moment, I'm like, there has never been a girl that has cleaned up my condom after me. This is amazing. Yeah. I'm like, this is the greatest girl. I can't believe this is incredible. Yeah. And now I just found out you do that too. So that's, yeah. uh, I'm very impressed. <laughs> yeah, I definitely yeah. do. Yeah. Okay. okay. So where were we? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, sorry, yeah, that's we right. So track. Your mom. Yes. yes. Yeah, your mom. Um, so she found out through the condom yeah, wrapper so, yeah, that wasn't was cleaned up. Very that, upset. Uh, yeah. Did, literally didn't talk to her. I feel like we, our relationship, she didn't, she, I, I think she properly ignored me for at least about three weeks and then probably Jesus. for- Two-ish months after that, it was like and she, she didn't would speak talk to, to you me. about it, right? Like there wasn't a sit-down discussion. She or did just- when she found it. There okay. was a lot of screaming and throwing shit. Some of it hit me. Like it was. <laughs> Your mum's beating you up. Yeah. So um yeah so and then we after that we didn't talk for like a week and then okay. we start slowly started talking but it was literally just like oh dinner's ready. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Get down and eat. Yeah. Oh, it's it's time to go to school now. Okay. Like it was. It, that was it for about two months. After the three weeks of literally not talking, um, well, yes, yeah, so that's kind of my upbringing. I was I've gonna- got a question though. <laughs> I've got a question. Yeah. I'm sorry, Kat. I've got more questions. You lost your virginity at 14. Yeah. How was it? Do you oh. do you remember? Uh, yeah, it was. Oh, it was so nice. So as it was I was magical. saying, no, it was. I. And I have said this to so many people, uh, especially like when I – not so much now because I don't really know anyone who isn't a virgin, <coughs> right? But yep. back then, everyone was a virgin except for me. I was mm. one of the first people I knew that mm. lost it other than that one friend, mm-hmm. like the, the couple. Other than them two, uh, people my age or like I have like younger like family members, I didn't know anybody else that lost it. And it was maybe like a year later I started getting a few friends – or 
however much later started getting a few friends that started just losing it to like randoms at parties and things and then they would like fall in love with the guy and then the guy would like never talk to them again guys were assholes yeah, yeah well, especially when you're that age yeah, right yeah. like that's yeah. just uh, I'm, I'm not trying to justify it it's a terrible thing but at but, that age that's that is, I know it's bad and it shouldn't happen but especially back then like this, we're talking like 10 years ago mm. that's just how it was 10 yep. years ago that's what happened and they would get devastated about it and the way I lost it, even though it was like looking back, it probably wasn't good sex. But at the time it felt like good sex because mm. we loved each other. We thought yeah. we were going to get married. I think we, I want to say we lit candles and stuff. Like we, ah, we planned it. it. I like, was about to ask yeah, so we, It was planned. So we knew, like we had the day planned that he like came over. And, okay. Like, were we your parents like we- out or something? That- Oh, they would. I think they were asleep. They were. Okay. They were. I mean, I was. Yeah. They. I, they. Or maybe they were out. Yeah. They were. They were not around for long okay. enough. So they were yeah. either asleep or they were okay. out somewhere. So I can't some, exactly remember. So you had some we candles had, lit. We had privacy to do. Like okay. we knew there was going to be privacy to do uh, it. And yeah, I want to say we had like a little lamp, maybe, and maybe some fairy lights. Some and music. Candle. Yeah, like we set the mood because we knew yeah. it was going to happen. Um, oh, but this is something that's really funny. I actually wrote a blog post about the, oh, the first time I lost my virginity. It's in quite detail because the the one thing I can remember, so even, it was all really good and nice and cute and we, mm-hmm. we loved each other. We still stayed together for a little bit after that. And the reason why we broke up had nothing to do with having yep. sex. Uh, and what <laughs> I don't know if you had this issue, maybe not because it was a little bit older. So we didn't realise that, we had two hiccups. So the <laughs> first was that we, and this. he had quite a large penis, which I, okay. looking back, you didn't I know. now know. But at the time, yeah. I, how was I supposed to know if no, it was big, it was just small? a penis, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. it was only the first one. You don't I, know. Yeah. I, I didn't know that they came in different shapes and sizes. Exactly, That's, yeah. That was just the only way. It was penis. quite yeah. girthy okay. and long right. looking back. So this is clearly woman. why we had this next problem. Okay. So we tried to put it in. No, wait, no. I mean, Oh, yeah, so I think – yeah, I think that – okay. So, no, 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 okay. First – actually, let me rewind a bit. The first problem we had was we were, like, grinding on top of each other and we thought it just magically went in. Okay. We didn't realize you had to – Like, put it in. Yep. Okay. We didn't so, – So, he was, like, eyes closed, just moving his yeah, hips around, thinking – We were both doing some that, point, so I reckon – This is just going to go in. A minimum half an hour. Okay. We were, like, wiggling around okay. on top of each other. This is hilarious. <laughs> So, and then after half an hour, we're like, what I would, the fuck I is going just, on? I would just love to know what you're both thinking. Like, you're sitting there thinking, is it going to go in soon? He's thinking, what the fuck do I do? <laughs> and as a guy, right? Well, I don't I know if you know this. I he should have watched porn and should have known. Yeah, but in porn, yeah, do they really show? Like, they just- You know that it does, but I don't okay. think you take notice of things like, oh, his hand is grabbing but his cock now. T- to be fair, in, in the 14-year-old guy's defense, <laughs> your, the sensation around your penis- um, especially like when you were, was he wearing a condom or not? Yeah. yeah. Especially when we're in a condom, it's, it's, you don't feel like your fingers do, let's say, right? So if I'm going to finger you and I'm like blindfolded, not a problem in the world, right? But if you just have your cock and you're blindfolded and you're like, what is your cock touching? It's hard to know. <laughs> I'm being serious here. It's hard to know. You don't have the sensation. So you do need a hand to guide you a little bit or your eyes to guide you. So if he's just wiggling around, I don't I don't blame the guy for not knowing what the fuck he's doing, right? Yeah. Especially well, as a and, and, I, and I, at that time, I didn't watch porn, I don't think. Okay. I yeah. just, 
I don't know why. I, yeah. I, I don't think I watched. I don't even think I was yeah. masturbating at that time. I don't know. Maybe I was. Hmm. I can't really remember what ages yeah. I was doing that. And this is all so we're going to talk no about in a second, which is sex education. And so you essentially have no <laughs> idea what you're doing. Yeah. So we had yeah. zero idea. So that, that was the first problem that we had okay. was we didn't realize that you had to How put to get it, it in. in. Yeah. And then <laughs> we awesome. kind of something clicked to one of us and we're like, maybe we need to. Like guide it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So I think he was like, you know, and yeah. like doing a few and we're like it what wasn't the going fuck? like what? yeah we didn't realize that vaginas and penises are not necessarily the, the, it he was had a like, big cock yeah it was like mean? i was like a little triangle and he was like a circle like yeah just, trying to okay <laughs> yeah. so so we were like oh okay so, so now? yeah so he just kept fingering me with yeah. one finger and then two. Yeah. And then I think he we I think he got to like four. And then and then this what took like man. this is like another hour had gone Jesus. past. And after he got like the fourth one in, we're like, do you reckon it's stretched? It's about out? time, yeah. Yeah. And after the we four and I mean I, yeah. I'm small well, now, good. so yeah. I must have been much smaller Ex- exactly. even then. <laughs> well he instinctively did the right thing, right? Like an hour of foreplay. Right. No, but I mean, really, right? Instinctively, yeah. like that's technically that is what, good. yeah, what what you would do. But uh, yeah, so that's that's how that happened for me. That's okay. I'm curious to hear about your story. But now. hang on, but it was even looking back now, it was amazing. No, yeah, it was. Okay, that's oh good. yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, so I told I told everyone back then to lose it to someone that you kind of with for the first okay. time, if possible. Yeah. Just because I've seen it happen too many times where a girl would lose it to a random at a party. And mm. at that age, guys at that age, they're not mature enough to under I don't wanna I don't wanna say all guys, but maybe and look, I haven't been a young person since I was a young person. Yeah. I don't know if things are different now because there's a little bit more education. We're talking about a time before social media. Yeah, that's I true. lost my virginity we at have, a time. We are both very, very old and yeah. So we're uh, talking there was this is a time before social media. I don't yeah. even think what maybe we had YouTube, but I don't think there would have been people yeah. talking about sex that's on YouTube. True. That's true. iPhones didn't even exist at this time. That, that's very true. Yeah. So yeah. I don't even think phones had internet. Um, yeah. So this is, yeah, this is a different time mm. that I'm yeah, talking I about. Think, I think when it comes to losing virginity, like if there are women listening to this that are perhaps a little bit younger or haven't lost their virginity yet, there's a little bit of advice I usually give, which is one of the two points, mm. which is either do it with someone that you trust, you're with, you respect, you know that... Yeah, essentially you're going to leave that encounter and situation better than when you came into it, right? And you can usually uh, rely on that happening if it's someone that you've been dating for a while, someone you know, someone you trust. The other thing I encourage is it's also okay to lose your virginity to someone you just met. That's completely fine. Only if you have the right mindset behind it. If you're going into sex for the first time, worried that you're going to lose something like i don't even like the term lose your virginity yeah. like you're not losing anything yeah. like to me it's gaining an experience so i don't mm, think I about like losing that. experience i think like you gain sexual experience which is to me like i like sex, that frame of mind. yeah it's, it's much, much better. better right and it's like why do we make such a distinction about a penis going inside your vagina like really sex is tying someone up it's eating their pussy it's choking <laughs> them a little bit it's dirty talk it's fingering them like why is there such a distinction about you putting this part of your body into someone as opposed to this part of your body into someone like we make such like an emotion and it's, and it's guided by religion most of the time but mm-hmm. i think really you need to if you're a girl look at it as i'm gaining experience and you need to understand if you're at a party and you met some guy that you're into and you want to have sex with him that night, great. 
But if he doesn't want to see you again, fuck him. Who cares? Yeah. Right? Like you need to go into it with that mindset of this is a cool guy that yeah. I'm sexually attracted to. I don't know him that well, but maybe he's very experienced. Maybe he knows I'm a virgin. Maybe he's happy to guide me through that. I'm going to gain this experience. If he wants to see me again, and I want to see him again. Great. If not, not. Now, if you can't go into it like that, if you're someone that finds yourself getting very attached very early, if you're someone that finds you put this huge identity around yourself being a virgin, then yeah, you're going to have to wait to someone that you're like with and someone that you trust. But I really encourage everyone to shift your point of view around this. You're gaining experience. Do it with someone that knows what they're doing. So you actually have a good first time, right? <laughs> good first time. And, uh, and yeah, I think it's fine that way. But um, all right, a little bit about my upbringing, yes. I guess. <laughs> oh, and, and your, yeah, your first time. Let's yeah, so... Essentially, my upbringing is very similar. Um, went to a, a Catholic school. So was sex education. Boys? No, it was oh, co-ed okay. actually. It was co-ed. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I was very shy as a, as a kid. And uh, it's the shy. sex education. Yeah. You, shy. Yeah, you didn't know this. No. Oh, yeah. When Ooh. I was in high school. Yeah, I was like the, the nerdy kid. I was like going to library at lunch and studying. <laughs> no. And swear to God. Yeah, yeah swear to, I was. So you weren't <coughs> extroverted? No, I was extroverted with my nerdy Quite friends. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I was in the library studying and playing computer games, I was extroverted. Yeah, right. But if you put me around anything else, I, I wasn't. Yeah, okay. So it, uh, it took me a while to break in, out of my shell and have the personality that I guess I do now. But... Uh, yeah, it was fear-based education, mm. uh, as you know. It's don't have sex. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're going to get an STI yeah. and it's going to be awful. You're going to get, yeah, you're going to get someone pregnant. Um, don't do it before marriage. That's a sin. So it was all this just fear-based, don't have sex. That was mm. the education. Just don't fuck, right? Because yep. if you do, everything bad's going to happen. <laughs> and there was nothing around pleasure, how to have sex good, how to masturbate, no- nothing, right? So my first time, uh, was when I was, yeah, 16 or 17. And again, I was with a girl I'd been seeing for a very long time. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, Ooh, what felt like romantic. a very long time, probably a year. And the interesting part was, is that because of that education, because of that upbringing, I actually thought women didn't like sex. Like that's inherently what I kind of thought. Uh, why? I don't. I don't know exactly. Did I think boys it was a like fix. Yeah, I, okay. my perception <laughs> it was, was a boy thing. Yeah, my perception was guys get pleasure from this, but girls just kind of let you do it. That's what I thought oh. as a sixteen-year-old. I just thought like if a girl likes you enough, she'll let you have sex with them. But, you know what I think that could be? Hmm. I think that could be like having European. Uh, did you ever like I don't know if like your like grandma mum would ever say things like this but I, I remember definitely hearing my grandma being like oh like yeah you know your grandfather would like come on to me and I used to pretend I was asleep and things. like yeah well, so that's maybe that's definitely why. the narrative yeah. in like Hollywood right so it's definitely the narrative like TV shows I'm watching movies I'm watching I get told at school that sex is bad and horrible mm. and no one likes it and so yeah, I, I did have this, I, I'm sure there's a part of me that thought, okay, there's some girls that probably enjoy, but my, my big thing was that like, I want to be this very respectful guy that didn't want to pressure a girl into having sex. And that was kind of my narrative. And so when I was with this girl, um, yeah, we were doing other things, right? We were like uh, mm. hooking up. I was like eating her out, things like this, like fingering her. But uh, sex was something that I wanted to wait and make sure she was ready for. She was also a virgin, right? So now that I look back, this girl wanted to fuck, yo. <laughs> this girl wanted some dick. 
and so she gave you all the signs yeah okay. she kept hey like do you think we should do it and i'm like no no, no i want to wait till you're ready she's really? like she's like i think i'm ready i'm like well i think isn't good enough right i want to know to you 100 sure. are you like, serious yeah it was bad you know? wow. like now that i look back i'm like this poor girl was like trying <laughs> but again she sexual was, shame yeah, right like she for- didn't want to look like a slut yeah. and be like i want to fuck especially when i'm That's projecting true. this like no i want to wait so mm. it's like hard for a girl to be like yeah let's fuck and the guy's like no no we should wait till we're ready and then for her to be like no let's do it now yeah. like now you look you probably made it so, so bad yeah yeah now that i look back <laughs> i was probably like shaming her like crazy without realizing it and so anyway eventually that is so interesting. eventually i think she just got to a point where she's like i'm fucking ready <laughs> like, let's go so then uh so similar story like she really wanted it to be special so she had this plan of like candles, all this like stuff. But then there was just one night where my parents went home and mm-hmm. it was hilarious. Like, cause she had this plan of like everything that she wanted to make it romantic and special. And I think I even brought this up. I was like, you sure you want to do it tonight? Like we don't have the plan. And she's like, oh, but there's moonlight. Like that's very romantic. She like opens up the blinds. I'm like this girl's <laughs> just doing anything to like make this plausible. And so then, uh, so then we had sex and uh, I was, I realized I had to put my penis inside of her. So I was like did one you, step so ahead. you knew that? Yeah. I knew that. <laughs> yeah, I was way ahead of you there. But it was, um, it was weird. I remember thinking because I didn't know what to expect. I, I guess I was expecting something a lot more. Was it right? underwhelming? It was underwhelming. Oh. Yeah. Because I was just kind of like, okay, that's, that's sex. And it, it was, it's really hard to describe. Like it was physically enjoyable, but it didn't last that long. I was young, didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Yeah, obviously. And like, there was some like obviously emotion there, but yeah, I remember thinking, okay, that's it. Like I remember mm. just building up in my head for so long and I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's sex. And to be honest, like now, holy shit. Now I enjoy sex so much more because I have the tools to be able to enjoy it. Mm. Like back then, as I said, like I ate her out, put my penis inside of her, thrusted, and then after it. a few minutes came mm. and we're like, okay, yeah. that <laughs> it, was it is a bit more than that when you now reach it's a like, level yeah, now there's so many more tools you can yeah. use. And like, I, I enjoy not only the emotional journey of sex, but the physical journey of sex so much more now than I ever have. So yeah, it was, it was slightly underwhelming if I'm honest my first time, but, um, but yeah, I, I guess I'd like to talk a little bit about, sex education mm-hmm. and how we do learn about sex. And in your case, as you're saying, like I didn't even watch porn and maybe he didn't and you, you, the upbringing, you didn't know anything. And so how did you learn more about sex? And because I guess the Ooh, reason I want to talk about interesting this question. is I want this podcast to be the sex education that people never got yeah. essentially. Like yeah, I never got anything. Uh, <laughs> Listen, Kat, you're, uh, we're going to be the parents. <laughs> we're going to be the new parents of all Are our listeners. Are you calling me old? No, no. <laughs> listen, listen. You're going to. I would prefer big sister. All right. You can be the. I'm going to be the daddy. Yeah, okay? okay. You are you slightly be, older than me. So. Uh, I'm, I'm a lot older, but that's, thank you for the compliment. Um, all right. But essentially okay, what I'm saying yeah, is. But, no, parents. Yeah. All right. Age out of the, out of the situation. <laughs> I want us to be able to give the sex education to people that they've never had. I want them to be able to ask the questions that have never felt like they've been able to ask. And so I guess my question for you is, how did you learn about sex? 
gosh, uh, that's a it's a hard and interesting question. Like, I so the things that I enjoy about sex, I think, and the way that I like to have sex, took me probably. M- over a decade to kind of mm. realize but i feel like i always i feel like i always knew that i wanted to explore those avenues there just wasn't opportunity for me to explore those avenues so when i was a teenager and i started having sex it was like what you were saying before very uh mediocre it yeah. was you know yeah okay there's a bit of foreplay yeah. but like even the foreplay is a bit mm. like okay it's just like a bit of that yeah. a bit of kissing and that's kind of it. So, but I mean, it still somewhat felt good. But as I probably started getting into my later teens um, and probably started would have started watching porn more regularly, I think, mm. secretly because I couldn't, mm. like, yeah, you couldn't tell people that you were watching porn even though you were. Yeah. So I, I don't think anyone, I don't think I ever- That's told- so interesting, isn't it? Like, I feel like growing yeah. up or even now, like a lot of people watch porn. I think like, almost everybody. Almost everyone porn. watches porn. Yeah. Yet- when we were younger, or even now for people, it was so taboo to see that. Oh, or like I remember to, yeah. being almost traumatized at school, at the bus bay, like when I was mm. in high school. I would have been in like year seven at this time. Uh, and the first time I ever saw porn was like some guy that was in my grade had like pulled it up on his phone and was like showing everyone. Uh, so this no must way. have been maybe one of the first phones that had internet yeah. because I think it was very <laughs> magical that we were playing something on a phone That's back hilarious. then because that, yeah, yeah it, that was even that in itself was yeah. like, wow, look at this video on this phone. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, so everyone was crowded around. I was like, oh, I want to see, I want to see, like pushing through. And it was like, it was porn. And I was like, whoa. And then me and my girlfriend were like, what the fuck? Like that. <laughs> It was the first hilarious. time I ever seen it, yeah. and I was like, "Whoa, like that's crazy." Um, so yeah, I can't, I can't exactly remember when I started watching it. Yeah, but maybe I from there you did. were like, "Fuck, where do I find yeah, this?" Yeah, maybe. Show? This I mean, is okay. Yeah, I think. Well, well, I think I, I think I did start watching porn when I was in. So okay, this I'm getting back to our age. I don't think I had a smartphone back mm-hmm. at that time to mm-hmm. watch porn on. I don't yeah. like. I'm trying to think. So when I was in year seven. I'm not going to say oh, what yeah. year that was. We had was. like some Nokia's back yeah, then. Yeah, I'm not going to say what year we were playing it was. Snake and so shit. The only way I could get internet was on the computer that was in the lounge room at my Ooh, home because we didn't have iPads and iPhones. Okay. So I couldn't go and sneak off into my room with my phone and watch porn because that phones with internet. So you're like exist. a quick alt tabber. You're like, I'm just doing some homework. No, like my parents would watch TV, like right. I was like here and then my parents were right there. So I like couldn't even watch porn. But I remember there were a few times I was kind of curious and I think I like, you're like quickly. I, was like, I just kind of like wanted to look and I was That's like looking hilarious. at my parents and like looking at the computer making sure like they didn't see. But like that I obviously gold. couldn't watch it and masturbate yeah, with yeah, my parents exactly, sitting like yeah. two meters that away would be from a bit me. Risky. Yeah. It was, I started watching it frequently when smartphones came like iPhones came out and I could access it on a phone by Mm. myself in my bedroom or whatever um oh okay what what a tangent again so the question was yeah how did I learn about sex yeah so I guess do you think porn helped you understand sex better I don't know if it helped me understand sex I you know actually I lie I think it probably did I Mm. I feel like I think you know what I find interesting mm. is I think that the way people watch porn is different and the way people are in the bedroom I think has something to do with how they process pictures maybe in their mm. mind. So with me, the way I think and I can think like in images mm. in my mind. Not everybody can do that and mm. I can 
yeah, so I can visualize a porn scene in my head, mm. like if I'm even if I'm not watching it. So I would watch porn and like look at a girl giving head or like look at how things are, and then I would remember that, and then I could I would like visualize that in my head when I was like having sex and be like, oh, okay, I remember she did this and she grabbed it here and she uh, slobbered here okay. and he put his hand there. So I would like- So you're like mirroring it in So I, can, I mirrored it. And yeah. I didn't realize until a bit later that I don't think people can do that because otherwise if pe- everyone could do that, why so many people shit in bed? If mm. it was so easy to watch porn, and we, which mm. I actually think this a lot. Mm. I think all the time, like there's so much porn there. Isn't it, can't everyone just watch porn and then be good at sex? Mm, okay. But that's not the case. Yeah. But I think that is how I learned to have sex. So it was, yeah. well, it was two things. It was obviously, it was one, watching it, mm. and then two, practicing. But okay. I was practicing based on what I had seen. Okay. So it was like, that was like my demonstration. And okay. I'd go in the bedroom and be like, oh, I'm going to try this thing that I seen that girl and do. And then see how see much of a reaction, reaction I get. And I, you have to be good at reading people. Yeah, so that's I would the thing. try a new thing watch the guy and then if he's like, you know, if I can see he's enjoying it, I'm like, okay, I'm going to add that to my mental list of things that guys okay. like. So if I touch this spot or yeah. if I put my hand here or my tongue here, these are things that guys like. Okay. And I mean, that's why I'm a professional now, yeah. I think, because I that's have a very long list of things that I've worked out that guys like. I've got yeah. my own personal flavor. Yeah. No, I, I think that's the biggest thing is the feedback, right? Being <laughs> able to like, and I think that's what makes someone good in bed, honestly, is being able to interpret feedback well. This is what I tell all my students is, you, it's, it's one thing to learn techniques, learn, but you need to know what the girl wants or what your partner wants and, and, and how well it's actually working, right? And the, part of the problem is, especially like women are very good at faking pleasure, right? And guys, maybe not so much, but it's, it's important to get real feedback. And if you're actually really good at like reading the feedback from guys, then that's how you get better. It's like experimenting, exploring, trying. And I think a lot of people shit on porn, which there's, yes, there's a place to shit on porn. But I think for a lot of people, um, especially my age is that's where they got a lot of their sex education from. That is literally where mine came from. And I think there's a threshold there. I think if you're like your boyfriend, for example, that has never had sex ever before and Mm. has no idea what he's doing, then watching some porn, which is usually, let's say, not the greatest or a little bit fake, is still better than nothing, Mm. right? And it still allows you to start exploring your sexuality, figuring out what's... And and that's where I learned mine from as well a little bit. It's like a demonstration. Yeah, and as you said, speaking to your friends, like I remember when I had sex for the first time, I again had a friend who, well, two friends or something that had lost their virginity. And I was like, okay, no, boys, like? boys, what do I do? <laughs> what, what are the tips? Right? Yeah. And so you got some tips off your friends. Yeah. Um, you watch a little bit of porn. My problem with porn now is that I think there's so many other amazing resources that you can use that if you were to compare it to porn, it's porn is horrible because a lot of it is a little bit fake. Even the way they, they fuck, like I've had students before, like on camera, you'll notice a lot of the times the guys will fuck in a way that you can see the penetration. So they're never really over the girl holding her tight and like grinding her like this, mm, nice yeah, and close. Yeah, fucking on because you a little can't, different. Yeah, you yeah. can't see. So a lot of the guys will have one hand behind their back on an angle <laughs> fucking. And sometimes I see students, I'll ask them about that position and they've got this position. I'm oh like, okay, God. this guy watches porn. <laughs> and so he doesn't realize That's that he's so actually using a position that is, aimed, that is designed for the camera, but he doesn't wow. realize that. That is so interesting. And so, yeah, there's a lot of um, 
And also I, I, my problem with porn is that for me, it's very penetration focused. Like it, it's, it's depending on what type of porn you watch, obviously, but I think it doesn't allow for kink exploration all the time. I think a lot of the pleasure is, uh, comes across as a little bit fake. And, uh, so look, there, there's a lot of issues I have with porn, but I think it's, you know, when, when we were going through our sexual exploration, I think it was actually net benefit. Mm. It was actually kind of helpful. I've got a question. Mm. So has the porn you watched changed over time? Like, are you into different, mm. uh, well, yeah. what, what's it called? Categories? I yep. think is what they would call it on those websites. Yeah. Is there one, obviously I'm, I'm sure you probably watch a little bit of whatever, mm. but is there like one kind of category that maybe you started with? And then you change to, oh, actually, no, I like this better. Mm. And now I'm, I, maybe I'm, I'm over that. And now I'm into yep. whatever else. Yeah, for sure. Like, so at the moment I don't watch porn actually. So yeah. Really? Yeah, Why yeah. is that? So the, the reason is I like to use my imagination a little bit more, right? I think a part of the problem with too much porn as a guy is that it puts you into this state of like third person. So I always tell guys, the way you masturbate should be the way you fuck. It should be like the practice ground. Because I always tell a lot of guys, like, if you just watch five-minute clip of porn, go ham on your dick and come, then you do that every single day. And then two weeks later, you meet a girl and you're going to have sex. You've trained for the last two weeks or for some guys for the last 10 years. And <laughs> now... You, you get into like, you know, the, it like was a, training and now two, this two is the actual game. Yeah. Yeah. And now either you're very used to this super tight grip or you're very used to being like third person or, and it actually makes it either difficult to come, difficult to get hard, um, difficult to really be enjoying the moment and experience. And they've you know, got I, a lot I of studies on this, right? I actually see that happening yeah. a lot mm. where- I've even been asked sometimes and they're like, oh, like grab it tighter. And I'm like, I literally can't. Exactly. Because they're so used to just like and a I'm strong like, my grip. arm will yeah. pop off yeah. if I grab it any exactly. harder. And they're like, yeah, but it's not hard enough. I'm like, I yep. can't. And tra- <laughs> that's why they've trained, right? They've trained for that. So, so I always try to tell guys, train, like masturbate the same way that you'd want to fuck. If you want to be able to last for 20 minutes, then masturbate for 20 minutes. If you want to be able to get hard with the types of girls that you're fucking, then imagine those types of girls you're fucking. I even like for guys that have anxiety, I I try to bring that anxiety into their masturbation practice. So if you're like worried, oh fuck, I wonder what she thinks of me, actually like envision that a little bit as you're masturbating and like try to deal with that and process that through your masturbation habits. So for me, The only time I kind of watch porn is if there's something new I want to explore. So say a couple of years ago, um, or more than a couple of years ago, when I started to get into more BDSM, then I started watching a little bit more Mm. porn around that just to get an idea. And, uh, but right now, like I rely on my imagination most of the time. Sometimes I'll read erotica uh, because again, I think that relies on the imagination a little bit more and is usually less vanilla than a little porn that's out there. Uh, so that's kind of my, my practice now. And it's kind of what I teach now, but, uh, yeah, I think there's a place for porn. I, I really think there's a place for porn. There's a place, um, especially depends on the types of websites you're, you're going to and using, but there are websites that are based around kink that are very ethical, that do have, you know, consent and the girls are well looked after. So there, there definitely is a place. There's a place for education around porn as well. So I think that's important. Um, but yeah, I like that you brought up the fact around feedback. I think that's, uh, that's, that's a huge deal. So was there anything else that influenced 
influenced your sexual, let's say, journey? Yeah. So I would definitely have to say it's when I started hanging out with you and oh, the Okay, group. let's go. Uh, right. So, yeah, we we I, I don't I, we've been on so many tangents. So before that, uh, yeah, before before meeting you guys, and even before I got into this industry, I worked in like the financial services industry. So I was I went to uni. Mm. So this is the way that I was raised. Going back to upbringing, it was you go to primary school, and then you go to high school, and then you go to uni, and then you get married, you have children, and then you maybe become a grandparent probably and then die yep and that's it that's about that's, it yeah. that was that enjoy was, your life that was oh and, and oh actually i forgot and then included in all of that is you find a job that you will hate mm. and it's normal to hate your job yep. and that is fine yep. and it makes me laugh so much when i think back that I genuinely once upon a time believed that you were supposed to despise your job. Like you were supposed to go to work and cry. You were supposed to cry in the bathroom Mm. at work and that was fine. Mm. And literally me and I, so when I worked in this uh, financial services firm, we all cried in the bathroom. Mm. We used to like send Snapchats of each other crying Mm. and that was, we used to laugh at that. And, and yeah, it, it that's was, horrible. It was normal. And we used yeah. to like, we used to joke about like, oh, like, like we might have like a, maybe an accident and be like, oh, you know, if I had just got hit by that bus, I'd be able to get, <laughs> I'd just, I'd be able to have a week off, you know? <laughs> and when we, you get to the point where you wish you got hit by a bus to get a week off, you know that you need a new yeah, job. So I, I didn't ever think about changing jobs because it, I was it, so everyone that I went to school with, everyone that I went to uni with, and everyone I was hanging out with at the time. That's what everyone thought. I didn't ever know anyone that mm. had an alternative way of living. Okay. I knew that alternative ways of living existed, mm. but I thought that was uh, the lucky few that maybe had a dad that was famous and then got into mm. acting or yeah, singing. But it wasn't the norm. It wasn't. It wasn't the norm. And, and again, this is this is a time when influences and things didn't really exist. It wasn't yeah. as easy to get famous or get yourself out there mm. back in those days. It was. It yeah. really. But back in those days, it really was. If you lived in LA, you would get. Yeah. You'd be able to have opportunity if you lived in new york maybe you could publish a book or whatever but that but it wasn't in your reality no no and i didn't know anyone who did any of those things and it was and i would talk about hating my job and my mom and everyone would just be like why are you complaining you're supposed to hate your job that's that's normal if you liked your job that would be weird yeah so um, and then I, I moved. So I, I always knew that I wanted more. Mm. I just didn't really know how or why or, or when, because I, the thought physically didn't come into my mind that mm. I could do other things, even though I, I wanted to do other things, mm. but I was like, oh, that's just, mm. just n- didn't think about it. It's not an option. Then I moved to the city. Mm. That was probably like the, uh, one of the most like transformative things, I think. When prior. did you move to the city? Was this during uni? Or? Yeah, it was just over two years ago. So oh, okay. like two years and two months ago, okay. I think. Yeah. yeah. So that's when I met well one of our friends who you would know, yep. <laughs> yep. Um, and then started hanging out with like your lot. And I mean, you have the job that you have, and yep. in the group was you know escorts, and I yep. had never met an escort in real life. Yeah. Before. So just just to give some context, so it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah maybe the so, context on our friendship. Yeah. Circle. So essentially our social circle. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I, I was I, I run a sex coaching company. 
And I had a very close friend that was also very sexually open. And then our group of girls that we were kind of seeing, um, so essentially me and this guy, uh, our social circle was essentially girls we were seeing or girls we had seen. And of course, they were all very sexually open as well. And pretty much most of them were also working as escorts. Yeah, at, I don't know how time. that happened. Yeah. It just kind of... Yeah. Did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I had never met one in the flesh before. Or I, to be honest, I had never met anyone who hadn't just gone to uni and gotten a job that they were yeah, miserable right. at. So all of a sudden I meet like you guys and I was like, these are people that are living just all partying of these- on weeknights. <laughs> yeah, everyone had just their own businesses yeah. and were just everyone was just having sex so openly. So I remember yeah. uh you were talking about sex and me being like, oh my God, what? Yeah. Like, I remember, I think we tried to organize like a foursome. Oh, should we tell everyone how we met? Yeah, so that was, this is actually how we met. And I, so remember, I drank like half a bottle of hilarious. tequila before that. Yeah, so I remember I was with a girl um, and I'd been uh, seeing her for, I don't know, like a, a little while, let's say. And then... Yeah, my friend, uh, let, let's not mention his name, yeah. but Jack. Jack. So, yeah, we lived in the same building and I remember messaging him being like, yeah, hey, I've got this girl. What are you up to? And he's like, yeah, I've got a girl over as well. And I'm like, all right, should we have like a foursome? Let, let's make this happen. And so, yeah, that's essentially how we met. I remember my girl, was, was she started spanking you with a- yep. With a fry pan or something. Yes, yeah. with some weapon. It, yeah, yeah. That was fun. So uh, that's how we met. Yeah, that, that is how we met. And I remember, like, I remember Jack, like, messaging me, telling me, like, yeah, this is happening. Just like it was nothing. Yeah, Like, yeah. oh, yeah, you're coming over, just we're going to have a foursome. And I was like. Just normal Friday night. I was like, yeah. oh, my God. Like, what do you. I'd never even have a threesome, like, let alone a foursome. Like, I never even, they never even yeah. got close. So I didn't even, at this time, I didn't even talk about sex. Like, we're yeah. talking, this was a time when I literally thought I was, like, on my way to, yeah. to dying in Being this miserable grandma. job, yeah. right? Um, yeah, so I just, I don't know, and then I went. And I, I don't know, I think it, we ended up kind of just mostly hanging out, but I mean, I mm. still went. <laughs> yeah. But I think, okay, so regardless of that night, I think just starting, I started hanging out with all of you more and I realized, yeah, they're like, oh, it's okay to just talk about sex yeah. and be open about sex and have yeah. group sex or go to mm. sex parties or just- yeah openly talk about these things or if, if, if someone has a problem with a girl or whatever, mm. it was just normal to talk about those things. And mm. I had never had that before. Mm. Uh, I've got a question. How does it feel actually when going from, okay, fuck, I, I never spoke about this before. I was never open about this. I've never been to a sex party, never had a threesome to where you're at now, where that <laughs> yeah. is all like, I guess, relatively is- completely normal. Like, I guess, how would you describe that difference for yourself? It was a learning process. So it didn't, it didn't happen overnight. Mm. So it, yeah, like I, I literally, I had to have like five shots of tequila before because <laughs> I was like, I'm going to need to be drunk for this. That's awesome. Like I'm going to need to not yeah. know my own name yeah. if this is going to happen. Yeah. So that was like the mindset I was in. I was just like, yeah. And I don't, I don't think I ever really spoke much about sex with you guys in mm. the beginning. I think I was mm. more learning and observing. No. Uh, but yeah, it, look, it just, it didn't happen overnight. It was a slow yeah, process. So I think I started, yeah, I started hanging out with you guys and then probably over the next six months of just hanging with you guys more. Mm. And so I think that this is probably another point as to 
well, how it all ended up happening maybe is I'm a firm believer in, have you heard that saying where it's like, oh, you are like the five closest people that you yeah, surround yourself exactly. with? Yep. And I was surrounded by a bunch of people who are having lots of sex, <laughs> talking about lots of sex, lots it's of escorts. Yeah. And the five closest people around me for yep. six months were sex workers yep. or somewhere in that industry. Or even if they weren't in that industry, they were like, you know, yeah. super sexually charged and just open about it and they were the people that I was hanging around with so I kind of it's not that I stopped hanging out with all my other friends Mm. but I transitioned into more so hanging out with sex workers and then I think then I was like the odd one out then so Mm. I went for you know from well yeah so I just went to like did that was my new it became my new normal so before I had only surrounded myself with Mm. finance people that mm. just spoke about work and you didn't talk about sex and you mm. just talked about how miserable you were. <laughs> and that was normal because that's what the five closest people around me were talking about. That's and, doing. True. and then I shifted my uh, surroundings, I mm. guess, uh, to yeah, people that were more open. And I think that is what helped me do that because I, I could never have transitioned into this current life had I never met people that were in it. Because I always used to think, oh my God, I wish I could just quit my job and do OnlyFans. Mm. I used to think that all the time. Mm. I was like, I'm, I am I reckon I could do it. Yeah. But that just wasn't, it, I just didn't think about it because everyone yeah. that I knew would have been like, you're absolutely mental. Yeah. Whereas when I came to you guys one day That's and right. said, I'm going to quit my job and do OnlyFans. You were all like, yes, finally, remember, fuck your job. Yes, I remember being <laughs> Let's like, film some content. Let's get this girl over. Let's film some content ha- right so now. Fu- That's literally what you happened. The conversation, yeah, the conversation was, I think I should start an OnlyFans. And I was like, I've got a girl coming over. Let's <laughs> let's get some content yeah. right now. And She's like spanking your booty, yeah, like kissing you. Yeah, this yeah, is, was yeah. Body parts everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's, that's how, how it started. happened. There and, you go. But it it I needed look, I don't know if everyone is like this, but for me at least, and probably more so coming from that more conservative background, I kind of I needed some reassurance mm, that what I was doing transitioning to this new life i needed i needed backup i needed you yeah, know i needed that yeah. people there for me because i was yeah. a, it was a big thing to go from being like so conservative in a yeah. safe job yeah that is it was it was safe it was comfortable yeah. to all of a sudden going into this industry that what if i don't like it what if i don't make any money what if something mm, bad happens to me exactly. it's a big stuff so yeah i think i surrounding myself with those people yeah, but i course. don't know if everyone has that but maybe if people yeah can listen to us maybe we can be yep. those two of those five people you're gonna be the big sister yeah <laughs> maybe, maybe two of the yep. five closest people there and help someone else i like that i like that tell me about okay um i know we, we had a list of things we want to speak <laughs> no, about no, and cats like you motherfucker place. you're just talking about whatever the <laughs> yeah. fuck you want to talk about i have a list here but fuck the list i've got a question oh god i know it's not good so you got into you got into escorting right mm. tell me about your first client Oh my god! You know what's so funny is that one of my clients yesterday wanted to hear the story as well. Um, oh, no way. Yeah, so the story's fresh in my mind because I literally right. just told it last night. Yeah, I mean, this isn't this isn't on the list I gave you, but I I'm kind of interested. Yeah, I, I so want to know about I, your you first know what? client. I almost felt. didn't stick with it after my first okay. client. I was extreme. So how it, how I started doing it, so I'll just give a little bit mm. of really quickly before I get into the story. Mm. I'll just real quickly talk about how I actually got into the industry because I did start. It was a slippery slope. Okay. So I met you guys. All of a yep. sudden I was fault. friends yep. with the Yeah, it's literally <laughs> all your fault. Yep. I could have been a miserable You could have been a miserable good girl. person. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah, would be now married with kids life. by now. Yeah. Oh, my God, could you imagine? 
No. Well, no. no, I don't, yeah, maybe not. But so, um, oh, okay, yeah. So I, I quit my job. That was step one. And then I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'm just going to get naked on the internet and do OnlyFans. Sounds so I fair. Yeah. I made enough money to, you know, not have to eat two-minute noodles like okay, every day. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but it wasn't enough money to, you know, do do grand things. Yeah, and, okay. And, um, well, as... Our listeners will eventually realize is I, I'm very high maintenance. I am, and I'm very true. expensive in every That's aspect true. of my life. Okay. So it was enough money for me to you know get by, but it was not live the lifestyle. Not, not buy new yeah. handbags and go on overseas trips exactly. and things. So I was yeah. like, okay, this is just not going to be enough for me. Yeah, I need to maybe explore some other avenues. So. Yeah. Um, one of my escort friends at the time, well, because we, well, we did know a few. Yeah. So I was asking them like, you know, yeah, what's some other things yeah. I can do? Um, and so a few of the girls were on, uh, seeking arrangements, that mm-hmm. sugar daddy website. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. Um, I was already on OnlyFans. I was like, maybe I'll try doing that. Yeah. And I went on one date with like one guy and I guess we kind of made like a bit of an arrangement. It, mm-hmm. it was quite short lived though. It probably only really lasted like a few months cause he's always traveling and things. Yeah. But so I had sex with this guy that I met on that website. There was a connection though. So we did meet up mm. and hang out for a little bit. And there was like, he was actually a really good looking, nice guy. There was mm. definitely a connection there. So then I was seeing him again and he paid me and we had sex, um, but it was, wasn't, it wasn't like escorting it. We, I mean, it was a proper date. Like, you know, we went on okay. a walk and we had dinner because seeking is more like a girlfriend. It's yeah. not like a escorting where it's just you come in, you have sex and then you uh, kind of- Where, where, okay. Sorry, I've got so many questions for you. Oh, yeah. When is the moment do you get the money? Because this is what I'm thinking, oh, right? Yeah. Like always I'm, up front. So up front. So like you go on the date and then he's like, hand you cash? Oh, I don't. I Yeah, literally within like, within- a minute of okay. him entering. So it's like cash and then- No, no, okay. No. So how it works is like, so you, uh, I'll I'll usually meet you because usually I'll be staying in like hotels or like service okay. apartments and things. So usually I have to go down to get you. Yeah. So usually I'll meet them downstairs and then you, we have this, the small talk kind of happens on the way up to the room. So you, yeah. we've had a little bit of small hey, talk. They up? usually come in, they'll check out the room and be like, oh, like this is a nice place. Hmm. Um you know, are you are you from Sydney? Like, there might be a little bit of small talk, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I stand, so I'm, I, I stand, <laughs> and then usually they will give it to me up front. Okay. On the odd occasion where they don't, and sometimes, so I've either had it where they've either like sat down, yeah, um, and I will literally. So on the times where they will like sit down, mm. get there, and they're starting to make themselves comfortable, I will stay standing and be like, uh. Yeah, so was it just one hour that you wanted? Uh, and no, which service like, did you want? So- I'm talking about like sugar daddy though. Oh, okay. Uh, like, yeah. So they're seeking arrangements. Like that, you go on this date, yeah. right? It's the same thing, like just oh, money okay. up front. Okay, so how it happened was, well, I didn't really know because this was the first time I'd ever mm. technically been paid for sex, yeah. but I did kind of think in my mind, like I should probably get the money up front. But luckily for me, he was a nice guy. He lived yeah. in like some big mansion on the yeah. beach, right? And he was a really like, really good guy so i walked in and then we walked like in through the kitchen and he like tapped this envelope that was like on the table he's like oh that's like for you let's just get that okay. out of the way let's just yeah. pretend that didn't happen that's what i was wondering because yeah. there's got to be an element of yeah. him being Steve. like he, he's kind of creating a narrative yeah. where like he's telling himself like that this is kind of real which yeah. it sounded like this there was some, it's, some it's, real yeah. emotion to it it's meant but to be yeah but it's yeah it, it sounds like he's creating this narrative of okay here's the money like we got out of that away yeah. now let's kind of yeah. go into yeah. this so role play it was. it was literally like oh. an envelope that yeah. he's just like yeah it's just like 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, uh, you got yeah. that. All right, now let's like, have our date. You're like, oh. Well, obviously I checked first that there was money. Smart girl, like, smart girl. I turned around yeah. and was like, oh, yep. <laughs> it's Oops. like Monopoly money yep. inside or so, something. Yeah, was right. Uh, All right, perfect. Way. And then we got into like, yeah, you've popped in okay. or whatever. All right, so you started with this and then I guess the thing is, Oh, okay, I'm kind of enjoying this. This, like, is a guy that I'm kind of into. Oh, no, so that, yeah, so that, we only went on maybe a few dates and then he's always, like, kind of traveling and yeah. then whatever. But what what kind of, what the tipping point was to then get into escorting? Well, I guess the, it, it's a slippery slope. So it was only fans and then it was seeking. So this is last mm. year. Yeah. Uh, mid last year. Yeah. Because I had only quit my job at the start of last year. Yeah. So I think in, at the end of, March or maybe April was like when I was my last day. And then, yeah, did a few months of like OnlyFans and this. There was really not much else to do. Um, I was only making mediocre income from mm. OnlyFans. And then, uh, yeah, one of our escort friends, she, well, she worked, I think at the time she was working in a brothel somewhere and then the brothel closed down. So she was like, oh, my God, I don't have any money. So then she started working for this like escort agency that, still doing things yep. <laughs> probably weren't supposed to but on the yeah. Down low, yep. <laughs> um yeah so then i was like oh um but she asked me like oh do you want to start doing this mm. and i was like oh um this goes into my first time i was like oh i think that's not really what i seen myself doing i mean like i have a, I have a degree and she's like so <laughs> i have a degree <laughs> <laughs> she's like so and i was like and i, I was just like oh, awesome. this is going back to my old mentality it yeah, was like you, you either I don't know. My old mentality was: you, if you're smart, you get a degree. If you're dumb, then bad things happen yeah. to you. I don't know. I don't know. That's probably not a good way of saying it. But it no, was like, no, I understand. If you can go to uni, you go to uni, yeah. and if not, then that's unfortunate yeah. to not do that. Even though mm. nowadays uni doesn't mean anything, True. right? I'm, mm. I'm probably hindered that I wasted so much time at uni yeah. compared to people that haven't yeah. been to uni. They've spent, you know, a better part of a decade now working on businesses mm. or yeah all, all my most successful friends are not using their uni degree or yeah. to not go to uni yeah well i mean i'm def- right? well i mean i'm somewhat using it but not not to its extent yeah exactly yeah i, exactly. I could have done without it definitely yeah. Mm. um yeah so if anything i think it actually hindered me mm. um wasting that i, I don't want to say it was wasted but yeah I think it was time that could have been better spent mm, yeah i think there's an element of university or college that there's a social aspect of it. There is the aspect of, okay, you're required to go to a place for four years, show up on time, get things done. So there is that aspect of it, but actually like the content that you're learning at university or college, I think a lot of the time, as you said, you could learn somewhere else a lot more effectively or efficiently, uh, or it's just not needed for the type of career that you end up in. So I think there is some benefit to it, but anyway, um, so she says, okay, let's uh, let's sign you in. Yeah. So, and, and then I, yeah, started working for this agency. Uh, well, yeah, because she's like, look. So I was like, I have a degree. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, look, you already fucked what's his name for money. It's the same yeah. thing. And I yeah. was like, it's not the same thing. It, it was the same thing. It was the same it's thing. It's the same okay. thing. Like, it was just being a gold digger is the same thing. Okay. Like, <laughs> It is. Just, it's getting any getting any kind of self-appointed gold digger. Yeah, right. any kind of payment for a yeah. service is yeah. a transaction. So even if you're not getting money for sex in a escort situation, hmm. if a guy's taking you out and whining and dining you and spending five hundred dollars on you for dinner and drinks, mm. and then you go and have sex with him, it's yeah. the same thing, really. Fair. So anyway, I, 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 
So uh, she convinced me into giving it a go. She's like, oh, you know what, just one person. Yeah. One client isn't going to traumatise your life. Just go, okay. one person, you have sex with one guy, you've had sex with lots of people already, who cares? Mm-hmm. Just give it a go. Okay. You can literally do it right. So I did. Um, and this client was probably even to this day one of the worst clients I've oh, ever no. had. So it was a really <laughs> bad experience. Like his place was... So it was an oh, outcore no. to this place in Balmain. Yeah. Um, and uh, from the outside, it looked nice. And Balmain's mm. a nice area. So it didn't yeah. look sketchy or whatever. And even on the inside, like the foyer and everything looked nice. But it was like this creepy, bold guy in this robe. Like he kind of looked like, have you ever watched like came the- out da- of, Came out in a robe? Have you ever watched the Da Vinci Code? And there's that like bold oh, guy in the robe. But I'm Anyone- going to quickly Google yeah. the Da Vinci Code bold guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that's, I hope that's the thing that I'm thinking of. Like he looked like a, like a- Satanic, demonic, like um, oh, wait, let me no wait, go go to the images, no, 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 Seemed like that. Oh, thing. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this creepy guy. Oh, that's so, kind of hot. Yeah? Comes out in a robe. No. All satanic. No. He's like, no. listen, this is what I'm going to do to you. Okay. Yeah. And there, there was like, so um, <laughs> a few other girls in the agency had seen this guy. And then later my agent ended up telling me like, oh, everyone thinks he's a priest because there was lots of like priesty Yo. things in there, like religious things. And there was like, there was a smell to the place, like incense. Like, so, okay, not like dead body smell, like incense okay. smell, but bad, like not a Nice, oh, not a good incense. Like you know when you know when you walk into like dusk or like one of those okay. or tree of life and it's yeah. just too much. It's too anyway. much. Okay. It's not like that, but like worse. And he's in this like robe and he's like this weird satanic bold looking guy. And he was like being he was like creeping around and I was like, what, what am I doing? The hell, right? And then he just he just he he was wired. And there was like crosses everywhere and like Jesus. biblical looking things. And I was like, whoa, like this is too much and the whole place was like dark it was like there was it was literally pitch black other than the table and i was like can we get some light in here yo and he's like i don't like light (laughs) it's like light burns um yeah Yeah, so i was so i'm thinking wow okay i'm here with a vampire i've got to ask was there any kinkiness to the sex from his No, no, no. He wasn't like nope. fucking doing the crosses. He's fucking you or something. Cool, nope. like uh, chanting something. Well, my or- eyes were. I don't know. They potentially. My eyes were closed. My eyes, the whole time. <laughs> my eyes were closed like the whole time. I was literally just thinking. I was. I was put yourself were in a you, happy place. Were you picturing like porn that you've watched or something? Or? I was just picturing me walking out of there alive okay. and in one piece. Okay, uh, that's that's the sexy thought. Um, living. Yeah. So <laughs> okay. it was weird. Like, okay, look, he wasn't a dangerous guy. I got out of there. I'm like, okay. I got out of there fine there wasn't any it was weird but it wasn't like dangerous weird no like, but it was any, more built up in your head probably right yeah like this might have just been some he like was just a weird, christian creepy dude, dude that was yeah bald. it was yeah. just a weird creepy dude okay. he wasn't like some weird murderer okay. or anything he you was survived just a really, yeah i did okay. he was no i was on the lookout of anything that looked suspicious and nothing looks suspicious in a dangerous way he just okay. looked really weird and but that was weird. you were saying like you've had much better experiences since that, that was honestly that was one, like of one of the worst, worst. Experience. even the okay. sex was like he would kind of just collapsed on top of me and oh, then it was just very like uh robotic yeah okay. and it just smelled like incense. incense it was terrible i feel like this like this is for a lot of people i've found like smell is such a sense that is polarizing mm. in a way 
right? Like if you think about other senses, like, yeah, sure. I've had goals that are like, I always talk about this one story about this one goal that needed Nicki Minaj to be playing. And it's hilarious. It was weird. Like the, the song was like loading and she like stopped having sex. It was a gangbang. She just stopped this. She's like, no, 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 no more. I'm like, what's wrong? She's like, I need the song to be playing. So like, it's rare to find senses like that, but I think with smell, it's such a thing. Like yeah. if there's some smell that's off, like <laughs> it's really hard to have good sex, yeah, right? Like it's, it's one of those things that is about. like, it just hits. It does. So, okay. But that was, uh, let's say something that didn't hold you back from continuing the show. It almost did. So okay. I got into the car and I started crying. Um, and then I called my friend that like convinced me. To, like, to do escorting, you. yeah, and I was like, "Fuck you, what the hell?" And I like cried and talked to her on the phone like the whole way home. It was only like a ten minute drive or whatever. Hmm. And I got home and I was like crying, and she's like, "Oh my god, like that sounds terrible, but I promise you, that just sounds like a really bad yeah, it's not normal booking." She's yeah. like, "That is not normal." I was like, "You're just lying to me." Like, you think she'd hook you up with a good booking at first? Well, well that's the agent's fault. Really. Ah, okay, yeah, but, yeah. Which the, and I and looking back, I don't know any look. The agency was. Rubbish. Stupid, okay. and it was rubbish, and that is a, a telltale sign that you've got a bad agency when it's somebody's first time, and then you're sending them to some yeah. group, and then she tells me later, like, yeah, none of the girls like that. <laughs> <laughs> if, if that's the worst Thanks client, for letting me know. Yeah. Well, that's probably what they did, right? They're like, no one wants to go see this guy. Yeah, we got so this let's just send this new girl. Chuck. Has no idea, and yeah. that's basically what happened. That's no good. Um, which is not like really, you should, don't send. Have you ever thought about starting your own agency? If so many people ask me that. Yeah. Look, no, not that I you haven't. Don't have anything else to do. No, honestly, nah. I feel <laughs> like. Cat's uh, a very busy person. Yeah. So, uh, look, a lot of people have asked me that, and I don't think that that is what I see myself doing. So, well, well this is something that we'll, use, we'll learn this about me now. Is like I want to eventually be a writer. So, mm. yeah, an agency or like any mm. other, yeah, and managing mm. other girls. So I know a lot of people that manage girls, even if it's not at a yeah, set agency. I, they I like manage yeah. girls and. A lot of girls that do this, they're they're hard to manage. And yeah. I don't want to talk down people in my industry because there's a lot of girls that do this that are super intelligent, yeah. super switched on. But they're it's like with any job. Yeah. I worked in a financial services firm and there are people that should not yeah. have been in that job. They I guess you're trying to get out of the whole management thing, right? <laughs> like that's that's what you're trying to avoid. Yeah. And then to get into management again. Yeah, is probably look, no, not but it's 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 really hard to manage <clears throat> other people because it's yeah. it's hard to find competent staff in any yeah. industry yeah. if you want something done right you got to do it yourself that's and it yeah so that's fair yeah <laughs> and in an industry like this when there isn't as many rules and regulations it's hard to kind of keep tabs on people yeah exactly yeah exactly okay um fair. so came back was blasting my friend for this terrible yeah. booking and then she she managed to convince me that it wasn't all like that okay. and i was like she's like please just one more, just one more time. And I was like, oh, look, no. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, I was You're almost like, I'm done. done. Yeah. I was almost done. She's like, look, I promise you just one more. They're not all like that. And I, well, yeah. thankfully I, I listened to her. Yeah. I don't know why. Mm. Uh, and I listened to her and I did one more booking and this next booking just set the tone for the rest of my time. Okay, it was good. Millionaire, hottie, mansion, on the water. Okay. It was smoking. It yeah. was so smoking some rich businessman <laughs> with his like 20-story fuck-off mansion right uh, on the water. And I was like, 
No incense, Whoa. no crosses. No, happy he, days. his apartment was immaculate. He's like, yeah, I get designers and cleaners to like, oh, come in because I was asking. I was like, oh, like you, you decorate <laughs> this place yourself. He's like, oh no. I, I could imagine you going in, and the guy's like, okay, can we get started? You're like, hang on one second. I need to do a tour of this place. Hey, I like this. Yeah, like, I can imagine you living it up. Oh, I, uh, oh, I was, yeah. I was, and he was hot, and he was so nice. Like, he yeah. like had like a yeah, like to be to be, you know, the kitchen is like mm. a love. Fruit and <laughs> cheese platter <laughs> Damn, and all right. wine and nice bottled Evian and That's stuff. Perfect. And yeah, and I was like, whoa, I was like, this is, and you could see that we like open the blinds and there's just water and cliff yeah. top. And I was like, okay. I was like, this is what this is I than the first came one. for. And okay. it was so hot too. So there was such a vibe. Like yeah, it awesome. kind of just felt like I had picked up this guy. Yeah. At a bar, and like perfect. a hottie, yeah. and like well, he took me back to his place. That's kind of, and yeah. I ended up being there for like a fair few hours, and he ended up booking me a few times after mm. that because we just had such a good time. And I thank, th- thankfully, that was the second booking that I got because I was yeah. like, yeah, getting to have well, sex that's... with these rich, hot men that live in these bougie ass houses there that I get go. to play wife in yeah. for a little bit. It was fun. Yeah. yeah. That's so awesome. then that's what kind of kept me into it. And obviously, not not every single client has been. Mm. amazing but it's been more good yeah than bad yeah and yeah it's like every job i guess right yeah. like you gonna have yeah. like good clients and bad clients so nah sweet ass well that's probably enough of me talking about how i got into the industry no, we like we were supposed to do this like all the way at the top i mean at the beginning of the podcast but you like to tangent so before Listen, you tangent i had to no find more, out about you no more tangents no, no, no i had more to ta- find going, out about we're, the first time, yes. we're going back to the script okay right, you tell me about tell me what's next. Yeah, so I've now <laughs> now we know my school how did you like how did I? I'm, I'm sure that many many young men mm. would look up to you and go i want to Fuck girls yeah. for a living. It's so funny, because actually. Like, there's guys can't do whenever, it like how girls do. No, whenever <laughs> I meet guys and like, what are you doing? I'm like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a sex coach. It's funny. You have this five percent of guys that are always like, I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. There's always no like, there's always these five percent of guys that are like, I, I could do that. No, I'm like, you have no you've idea. You've got no idea. But <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting. As I mentioned, I, I came from, you know, I was very shy growing up. Uh, mm. You know, and. I had that first girlfriend. Then I had a, we broke up after a couple of years or she broke up with me after a couple of years. Then uh, I got in a very serious relationship for like four years. And oh, I think I remember hearing about yeah. this, but you know what? I haven't heard much about this. So I'm no, very- Yes. With me and the listeners, we're hearing this yes, for the first time. Exactly. So <laughs> I was, I mean, I was, I was in love. I wanted to get married. I wanted to have kids, right? Like that. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. You yep. wanted to be married with children. Five kids. <laughs> No. Yeah, swear to God. Oh, that's so European. Yeah, yeah. So that's, again, like that's the, you know, the influence yeah, of the five did. people. That that's was my family. Did, yeah. That was our culture. That's, that's, but there was a part of me that was always like, I feel like I'm missing out on something. Yeah, there's something know? else. Yeah, right? I feel like, and I think maybe my, my girlfriend at the time maybe had felt that. Um, I'm not entirely sure, but she kind of as well got to the point where she's like, okay, like it's been years. Are we getting married? What's going on? (laughs) So it it really became that decision. And I was like, fuck, like, I I don't know. Like, I feel like Mm. I am kind of missing. And in the end, uh, credit to this girl. She was like, I'm not putting up with your shit. It's over. Out of nowhere. Wow, that's it felt ballsy. out of nowhere. That's yeah. really ballsy. Good on now, her. Now that I look back, I'm like, this girl knows what's up. So Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Good on her. So I was not expecting that. And that that at the time broke me. 
And I was like, yo. Like, and so I tried getting her back, you know. As, As you, you do. Know, you, messaging her like, I'm so sorry, you know, I'll change. What do you do? And nah, she was like, nah, we're done. Wow. Fucking bye, right? Like, it, so I was, I need, yeah, I need respect to this woman, right? <laughs> and look, the type of sex we having was vanilla. Right, I was. Like, I'd go down on her. Like, I, I was always good at foreplay. Like, I always, from young sexual age, like when I started having sex, I enjoyed the girl receiving pleasure. And I think that's what brings me later into this story, into the job I do. But I, I really enjoy that. Like, I get turned on when I hear girls moan. I get turned on when they enjoy it. Like, I always enjoyed, like, foreplay going down on her. But the sex and everything, it was fairly vanilla, like, in all sense yeah. of the word. And so we broke up. And I was, I was fucking lost and I started going out, right? So I started going out to clubs and by the way, still remember, I'm this guy that during this relationship did not like going to bars because I found it too socially awkward, right? Like I didn't, I didn't like to dance. I didn't, I, this was not me. I feel like not much has changed though. You go I don't out. like to dance. Do you, I don't about? think I've seen you dance, have I? Come on, man. You just don't like techno. There's okay, you know, maybe we just don't go to the same. I don't exactly. go to your little We're rave tomorrow, caves. Exactly. You're missing the rave caves. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you're right. I go out now a lot of time to, to meet people as opposed to like <laughs> drink and party. But uh, So then that's what I started doing. I started going out a lot. And I was going out by myself and meeting people. And this is where I got into this whole, uh, you know, my first business was seduction. It's pickup. It's how to speak to people, how to speak to women, sorry, how to be more confident. And so I did this for a few years, just going out while I had my nursing job. And then, oh, yeah, you, yeah, you, you didn't used to say be a nurse. One, yeah, I used to be a nurse. Yeah, once upon a time, yeah, you had a normal job too. I know, I did. I, I really <laughs> enjoyed it us. though. I really enjoyed it. But then I started working for one of my friends who was teaching the same thing. So we'd go out and teach guys how to be more confident, how to understand themselves better, how to speak to women, because this is where I came from with my journey. Like over those few years, I got very good at this. I started going out and I'd be able to build attraction with women that I never had been able to before. Um, so then, yeah, we, we, started, we started this business and then uh, you know I went in with two business partners, but eventually I realized that something that I was missing was amazing sex because I could go out and I'd be meeting these amazing women. I'd be taking them home and I'd be seeing them, but the sex was still somewhat vanilla in a way. And I felt like, again, I was missing something. And so <clears throat> I started to explore and I kind of took on the same learning pattern I did that got me good with going out and meeting women, which was just fucking try and see what works and get feedback. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to getting good, I would ask them, like if I'd go up to a girl, speak to her in the club and she just wasn't interested, I'd go up to her later and be like, hey, quick question. I'm like, what can I do better? Right? I, is I this just, how you got good at yeah, that? Yeah. Because it's was, actually very, um, uh, what's the word? It's seeing you in action is mm, great. Thank you. <laughs> but now, yeah. I'm sure that it took a while to probably oh, yeah. get to that stage. I was super nervous to go speak to her. It took me months to be able to go up to a girl and say hi. Wow. Right? Months. But then I just dropped And, and you, all are, my you ego. would actually ask. So, like, you yep. would go and hit on a girl. She'd yep. reject you. Mm. Then, a bit, obviously, you don't want to ask so straight away because that's What weird. I'd say is I'd go up later and be like, look, I'm about to go. But I got a question before I go. She's like, well, I'm like, look, I've just broken up with my girlfriend. And I said this, like, at the time, but also the years after. Because yeah, I was going to so say, well. this sounds like a good line yeah. already. I'd be like, look, uh, your girlfriend just broke up with me. I'm trying to get better at going out. I'm like, uh, can you tell us something I can do better? 
And now all girls will be like, just be yourself. It's fine. So you need to like really cultivate that feedback. Mm. And I'd say, no, 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 no. One thing. What can I improve? Or like, do you like that I did this? Or like what? And then some girls will just straight up tell you. They're like, look, you just seem very nervous or you don't speak loud enough or you look down or look, you were just ignoring my friend. I can't leave her. Or they'd be like, yeah, something like that. Like, no, I wanted to spend time with you, but I have to spend time with my friends. And so I basically took that learning style and brought it into the bedroom. And so I would ask girls after sex, how was it? And of course, like if you're a guy there oh. and you ask a girl, how was it? Every girl's going to be like, it was oh, great. Yeah, it was yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> it was, and then they get on the phone with the girlfriends are like, that was shit. Yeah. So this is actually what I do, Kat, is I'd say uh, after sex would be laying there and I'd be like, look, uh, can I be honest with you? And the girl's like, what? And I'm like, <laughs> you love saying that. Uh, the times honest? I've heard you use that Can line. I be honest? Yeah. So then I'd be like, look, um, it was great, but it would be so much better if, and then I give them feedback. So I'd give the girl feedback first. So I'd be like, it'd be so much better if you were a little bit more loud. I feel like you're holding back. It'd be so much better. Look, when I'm fucking you, you keep like wiggling around your hips and shit. Like I have a better flow when your hips are like still when we're fucking, mm-hmm. right? So I'd give a little bit of feedback, not harsh, but a little bit of feedback yeah. and I'd also compliment. Then I'd say, <laughs> hey, what could I do better? Yeah. And because you've already said it, they're exactly. more inclined to give you yeah. honest feedback. Exactly. Right? And yeah. sometimes the more harsh you are, like if the girls get a little bit offended with your like feedback, they will tell you the truth. Yeah. Like if you tell a That's girl- That's probably better, I guess, yeah, that you it is. <laughs> it is. But the hard part about this is that you need to be willing to get that feedback. Yeah. Because a lot of guys I know when they hear this, they'll, they'll just Get on the ask. defensive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so uh, the girl might say like- you know, at the beginning, it might've been very harsh feedback. Mm. Like, okay, you have no idea what the fuck you're doing. This is what you need to do. But as you get better and better, the girls will say things like, okay, it was too cold in the room. They'll say things like, this light's a little bit harsh. They'll say things like, okay, um, I'd prefer if you just choked me a little bit harder. So I would girl after girl after girl and even girls I was seeing is just cultivate this feedback over and over again and get real feedback and then explore. And then I had myself coaches and mentors in Tantra, BDSM, uh, Shibari. And so I'd travel around the world, meet these guys, take their lessons, take their courses, practice on all the women that I was seeing. And and so without saying too arrogant, I got very good. I got very good because I was able to listen. Practicing. So I think that oh. this is something that's important here yeah. that guys, I think guys maybe, and yeah, I think it's not yet as openly or socially accepted for a guy to be like, oh yeah, like I took a course on how to have sex. Exactly. Or I took a course on how to do this. I've never, other than you, mm. I've never heard once heard a guy say, oh, I took a course in how to do this. Yeah. And it's, and it's, and it's fine to do with but everything it, else in their life. I've heard good reviews. So yep. it sounds like it works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's, it's okay for guys to get help in every other aspect of their life. But for some reason, they're just expected to know how to fuck. Mm. And as we went through, like all the resources that guys usually go to is porn, which is very limited. It doesn't explore a lot of kink and and even like getting feedback off goals is something that's almost impossible for most men to do because of that ego that's mm. surrounded around it. So we're going to talk about this in future podcasts and yeah. go into a lot more detail and everything like that. But for me, it was dropping the ego. It was getting feedback, getting that experience, asking other guys what to do and just building up that experience and also being willing to explore because I, I I've told this story before, but the first time I ever spanked a girl, I was disgusted by it, oh, right? Like really? this, I remember this uh, girl, she was international, maybe from like Denmark or something. And she, she was like, spank me. 
And I was like, okay, like, and she's like, no, no, like, like I'm fucking him from behind. She's like, no, hit me like harder. Oh. So I'm like, she's like harder. And then like, it yeah, got to a point where that. I'm like, oh, this is going to hurt now. She's like harder. And then I'm like, I lost like, my heart on. Yeah, I was like, this is like, weird. I'm abusing you. Yeah. Now. And, I was like, and I was like, the nice guy, right? I was like, <laughs> and so in my head, I was like, there's something wrong with this girl. I'm like, she's, and so I sat there like, are you okay? Like, why do you like this? I like, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking like she's traumatized or some shit. Like it was so bad. And so this was my first exploration. And I started understanding like, okay, girls do like this. They like to yeah. feel a little bit vulnerable. They might like to feel submissive. They, they, they like the sensation of impact. And so then I was, like okay this is something that doesn't turn me on but going back to like i liked seeing the girls enjoy themselves so then i started exploring okay what will the girls like and so i excited this exploration of bdsm that started with impact play like hitting this girl and then after some time like i fucking like this like i didn't realize i was like i like to take fucking control like i like and now i'm at the point where I don't get turned on by anything more than yeah. taking control and like spanking a girl or getting a cane and inflicting pain. And it's like, that's something that I desire now, but I never would have known that if I didn't give it a chance. Yeah. And so being able to like explore things and I always say, don't try it once, try it three times with different people, different scenarios. Mm -hmm. Like some people it's like, you should try everything once in sex, just like with your escorting, you tried it once and you hated it. Yeah. You tried it twice and you loved it. And so I think you really need to be open to explore. Yeah. And that was my journey. That's how I learned and, and got into this. I think that's definitely good uh, advice because I, I even know me, some of the things that I like, they kind of just happened in the bedroom. Mm. Uh, well, yeah, this is going back to when I was a teenager when I think there was really no um, topic. That consent wasn't really much of a big thing, right? Yeah. So. Uh, it is now and like, yes, you definitely should ask before trying some of these things mm. in the bedroom now. Mm. But back when I was a teenager, I don't think I – consent wasn't a word that was thrown around, yeah. right, because people didn't talk about sex full stop. Mm. Uh, so it, back when I was young, guys would just kind of do things in the bedroom. And I think consent bedroom. when we were growing up was – don't fuck a girl that's screaming at you no. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, it was like if a girl has a knife yes and, no. and he's coming at you yeah. to kill you, that's no. Yeah, exactly. And that, that, that yeah. yeah literally. Consent was if the girl is pushing you away and screaming no, <laughs> yeah. that is consent. Yeah. It's not, hey, uh, you know, and we can talk, have a consent yeah, episode we, maybe, we, we, we'll come talking back Talking about like, what do you like? Yeah. What do you want to try? Da, da, da. We, we can come, definitely come back to that. There's a lot more that we can unpack. But yeah, so at, at a time when I, was, when I was a teenager and I was sexually active, that wasn't mm. much of a thing. So guys would kind of just do things in the bedroom yeah. and I would either like it or not like it. Mm. And some of the things that guys would do, I, I didn't realize that I liked it until they did it. Mm. So, but maybe if had they... Yeah, look, I don't want to say had they asked, I would have said no. I probably would have still said yes, maybe, because I was quite open-minded, mm. even though I was, even at this time, much more conservative. I did have closeted desires. That yeah, I, I knew that there was, th I wanted, I, I always knew that I had all this sexual energy. Mm. Um, so I remember the first, well, one like, the first time a guy ever choked me, he just kind of put his hand around my neck. It wasn't hard. Like, yeah. I could still breathe. Yeah. But I was like, I remember freaking out going, like there was lots What's of things happening? going in my mind. I was like, yeah. oh my God, like, is this, can I still breathe? Like, yeah. First I was kind of like checking my breathing. I was like, okay. Like, <laughs> and then, and then I, so life. once I was like, okay, a few seconds has gone past. I can still breathe. Hmm. Okay. I'm not dying. Hmm. He's not, not murdering me. Like this hmm. is a, a, this is a thing. I had seen it happen in porn, but like never had it happen to me. Yeah. So I didn't know how to react. And then I started thinking, and then I was like, wait a minute, I like this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and then I started to, once I got over there, I'm okay. I'm not I'm being alive. murdered. Let He's not me. Killing me. 
hang Ooh, on. Nice. <laughs> this yeah. is good. And like even I think the first time a guy like put a finger in my bum, I was like, whoa. I'm alive. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't shit I myself. Like it. Yeah. Um, there's no shit coming out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like it's so. Yeah. Trial but, by fire, really. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, at that time, it kind yeah. of was mm. when I was growing up. But um, yeah, and I, I probably, yeah, there, there might have been a few things that maybe. Maybe I wouldn't, I didn't really like, maybe I'm trying to think, maybe there were a few things that I didn't really like the first time I did it, but yeah, definitely I think explore yeah. <laughs> at least more than, yeah, what you say, three, three yeah. times. Definitely. Yeah. Cause no, yeah, you really don't know what you like. Exactly. Until and you I try it. hundred <laughs> percent. And it's, it's interesting our exploration of that because I think it is from like sex expectations, let's say. It's usually the guy that's introducing or doing a lot of the exploring. The girl's kind of like, I'm not sure if I like this, let's give it a go. But I think it is important for both men and women to really try to figure out what they want. So I think it's important for the girl as well. And it's hard for women, I will say, because it's more socially acceptable for a guy to talk about sex and talk about what he likes and maybe kinks that he wants to explore. I think it's harder for girls and they probably will face more pushback from guys like I, I even thinking back to myself with my first girlfriend, if she came to me and was like, yeah, I want you to choke me. Or this girl was like, yeah, I want you to spank me. I was like judging. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Right? I never so, heard anyone say yeah, things like that. I exactly. mean, I didn't even tell anyone that I got choked because I think yeah. I would have been like 16 or something at this time. And yep. I was like, oh my God, I don't want anyone to think that I'm. Yeah. Like what's wrong that? with me? Yeah. Like, yeah. There's, like people are going to judge me exactly. that I let this guy choke me. Yeah. And then I was even judging him, even yeah. though I liked it. Yeah. And we were. We were kind of fuck buddies at the time. Yeah. I even was slightly judging him, like, is he sick for choking me exactly. in the bedroom? And am I sick that I like it? Yeah, exactly. So it yeah. was there was a lot. I did. I was like, well, we're both sickos. Yeah, and, <laughs> so, to, to and that's everyone. wrong that I was yeah. thinking that, but it, it wasn't no, what I was thinking at the time. I was like, I can't talk about this because yeah. we're both sick. Yeah, <laughs> is what exactly. I was essentially yeah, thinking. Exactly. And so I think, like, to everyone listening, no matter what your kinks are or what you explore or what you like, my view on it is it's normal. As long as you both understand the risks, you both uh, consenting to it and you're not hurting anyone else, mm. right? And I think if your kink kind of falls under that category, then go for it. It's normal, right? There's, there's a, a lot of pleasure around sex that is related to the idea of tabooness, is related to the idea of it being dirty or it being wrong or, it, you know, even if we think about all the let's say more popular kinks, which might be, you know, public sex, for example. It's like, why do we like that? It adds an element of excitement. It's a little mm. bit wrong. You might get caught. So no matter what the kink is, well, no matter what you're exploring, I think it's important for all of us to be open-minded to that and, and kind of see what you like. A little add-on with the kinks. Mm. I feel like, and I, I actually, I think I wrote a blog post about this as well. I have a lot of blog posts. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> There are some kinks that you kind of can't really be open about yet, I think. For instance, you know, like the golden showers, brown showers. I, yeah. You can't really – I mean, things like, like little kinks like choking yeah. and things, um, you can be. But, I mean, so, so I'm only just adding this disclaimer here. If you're a guy who has kinks that might be – a bit left of center. I don't know. What would you, what would you, more extreme? Saying. I don't, so if I don't the guy want to rocks push- up and he's like, yo, I want to shit on your chest. <laughs> yeah, it's okay to say, no, this is what I want to say. You want to be open to exploring. It doesn't mean you have to, but what I'm saying is, say a guy, let's pick the extreme example, rocks up, you're on a date, 
you guys go home together. You talk about what you like. And he's like, yo, I want to shit on your fucking chest. I love it. Right. (laughs) This is where it's completely okay to be like, I'm not comfortable with that. Yeah. Right. This is, this is a part of what I've haven't tried before. I don't want to try with you. It's, I don't have that trust yet. It's it's something that's going to actually really turn me off. Like there's other extreme examples. Like if I rock up and I'm like, yo, it'd be so hot if I fucking shave your head. Yeah. Right. This is the (laughs) example I use because sometimes with women, I'll say, okay, like tell me, is there anything that you, you're not into? What do you want to explore? Like that. And they'll be like anything. I like everything. And then you say, oh, I'll be like, shave your head. Perfect. Yeah. I'm like, uh, okay, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to tie you up, going to give you a massage and I'm going to shave your hair off. They're like, hey, what? what? I'm like, no, that's my kink. That's what I like. They're like, no, 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 no. I'm like, this is why we need to talk about it. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, being open to everything is good, but you need to start somewhere. Mm. Right. So it might be, even when it comes to bondage, I speak about this with women, right? Like maybe you don't want to be tied up and hung from the ceiling at first, but maybe you want to try a very loose knot around your wrist that you're able to take off. But kind of has the idea and the, the, the psychological feeling. of it, you know, psychological feeling of it. Um, so yeah, when I say be open to everything, I'm not saying you have to try everything. Yeah. You have to do everything. What I'm saying is start somewhere, yeah. have an open mind. You can say no, a hundred percent, of course. Right. But just start by having a little bit of open mind and start exploring. And if you are a guy listening and you do have those more, uh, yeah, extreme kings. There are professionals who provide. Not me, not me, not me. I don't. So actually, I don't do the brown chows, the golden chows. I tried to once. So I had this Ooh. one. I, it's in. So most escorts will have like a list of things yeah, that exactly. they do. So if yeah. you do have something specific, I get asked the most yeah. weirdest things, like foot jobs. Mm. Uh, no, well, not that that's that weird. I don't want to say weird. I don't want to like put negative connotations on yeah, these I things. Yeah, I think um, you can call it weird. I diff- like weird. No, right? I, I don't know. That, that, I that think, sounds like it's a negative connotation. No, but I, listen, we're weird. We're weird. You just Not in our group, we're not. We're, yeah, but to me, like, yeah, yeah, right. yeah we're weird we're, to other. We're not weird to, uh, in, to the people that the we The way I think out. about it is like, I'm happy being weird. It's okay to be weird. Like, to me, weird is just different. So when you're saying like weird foot jobs, you don't mean it in like this negative way where you're like- It's different. Like, yeah, yeah, it's different. It's just different. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I would say that like majority of the like things that I get asked about are things that probably a lot of girls wouldn't do. So yeah, foot jobs, anal. Um, I, a lot of people do ask me about like golden showers and things. And obviously I don't, and, or, or bondage and things. I don't provide every single service, but I do notice that I do get a lot of requests from people who want to explore these things mm. and they're hiring a professional because maybe they haven't That's found actually, someone. Yeah, that, they feel more comfortable. Let's just say you, uh, you do want to explore peeing on someone and yeah. you can't find a girl that's into that. Yeah. There are professionals that are that that mm. do those things. And so I did have this one guy that wanted me to pee on him and I didn't offer it as a service, but he just said he was infatuated with me specifically. <laughs> he wanted it had He's to be like, my piss. You are the girl. It had to be my yeah. piss. Okay. It couldn't be anyone else's piss. Okay. And I was like, look, I I try I really tried hard to tell this guy. I was like, look, there are professionals yeah. that can help you. I can find someone, talk yeah. to people and yeah. send you to someone. I can refer you to someone. And he's like, No, I want it to be you. And I was like, Okay, look. You, you can come over and I can try, but I'm, I have pee fright. <laughs> this is hilarious. I can't even pee in front of my own friends or it's my like mother. before it comes around, you're just chucking water I was trying shit. to. You yeah. see professionals. Can, they know what's up. They know what's up. Yeah. They have mats they have no and equipment. Yes. I had none of this <laughs> stuff. Like I was there trying I to drink water. I don't have the pee equipment. Yeah, I didn't have the equipment. <laughs> that's, and that's I, I didn't even know how to pee. I was more, this poor guy, he was, I, he was 
I was more nervous than him. And I was like, well, yeah. how do you do this? And I was yeah. like, have you done this before? I was freaking out. I was like, ah, yeah. I don't have a towel. And yeah. I don't have a mat. And he's like, no, no, that's fine. I can just lie in the shower. I was like, Yeah, I was going to say, a shower is the place yeah, to go. Like, yeah. And I was like, squat. And I was like, do I squat? He's like, yeah, you just like squat on my chest. And I was like, naked this is squatting. Awesome. And like, I was almost like, crying because I was like, I just can't do it. <laughs> All right, did you get there in the end? No, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't so get there. But what, what, what this story now you know I guess, how shows men feel. is- Now you know how men feel sometimes. <laughs> they're trying to get hard and they're like, what the fuck yeah. do I do? And then so, the girl's oh, looking there. This is exactly what's friend. going, yeah. But yeah, so if you're into something, <clears throat> there are plenty of professionals that you just look at lists of services and the, uh, the, uh, they can guide you through it. So I do get, so, the, so there are things that I will do that like, so there's a lot of guys that are like, oh, like I really want to try this position or I want to try doing yeah. this or whatever it may be. And, you know, me as a professional, I can kind of guide them through that if it's mm. something that I do yeah. more often. Yeah. And it's probably a little bit, well, I Do you get many guys asking for advice? Like yeah. asking you how to fuck better. I, I've been curious, I've never yeah, asked Yeah, look, I, I, I do have, I have had a few inquiries about people that are like, oh, can you give me tips? But usually they're not like serious people. They're like, oh, mm. they, they're trying to get a free fuck. So uh, like whenever okay. I've had a guy ask for tips, like like I'll get like a message from a guy and he'll be like, oh my God, it's my first time. Uh, like, you know, can you just like teach me? Maybe we can just like hang out. And I'm like, um, like you have to still pay. That's hilarious. And yeah. I'm like, I can teach you what to do but you still got to pay me yeah <laughs> like, maybe extra yeah. <laughs> um and then like the, then they just never apply so i'm like you yeah. trying to get free sex I don't, yeah. know, I don't know how you thought that would work but there's been a few guys that have like asked for like oh like how was i mm. and i get nervous telling guys so i like when, tough, yeah. when you were saying like oh it's better to give a little bit of criticism to then get it back because i feel like if a guy did give me something mm. i would probably definitely be more inclined to give something back but yeah. i don't want to break these guys spirits because yeah. a lot of the time sometimes they are guys that maybe just don't get out enough they they work too much maybe mm. they're divorced and i'm like i don't want to break shit in bed how do you tell them that? yeah, yeah they, i don't want to break these guys spirits by telling him that he's shit yeah but, and a lot of these guys i think are asking for validation right maybe i yeah. think so because yeah, it's hard. Like if that's me in your situation, it's like, what do you do? Because you either they generally want feedback and they're going to be completely okay with hearing it and you give it to them and it's great. But I honestly, knowing men and doing this as a profession, teaching men, a lot of them aren't ready to hear feedback. Yeah. Yeah, which I is sad. I, which I, think, is sad. Well, I think a lot of people have. I mean, mm. if, I, if I had a client that just like... Mm went to town on me with yeah. like it's all these criticism. I would yeah I don't think I'd be ready to hear it yeah. to be honest yeah. I don't oh I don't think I ask yeah. for feedback oh actually I do sometimes maybe if something weird happens like if a guy can't get it up I'm like oh my god is it me yeah like do, can I try something different like yeah. do you want me to put a different outfit on yeah. or whatever but then usually they're not like just like oh my god no yeah. you're terrible usually it's like oh no like i it's the had guy. a few drinks yeah of course it's always yeah, yeah i don't think it's i really ask anxiety. for feedback but yeah, yeah. I, that's probably yeah, yeah maybe, it's awful. It's awful. yeah probably people should ask yeah. for feedback more yeah. and i think if there's any girls out there that want to give feedback i think there's a way to do it as well right i think enlighten us yeah so i think double checking so when a guy's like hey was that good or i think double checking would be like do you want do you want me to be honest? Do you want, do you want the honest truth? Right. And if the guy hesitates, uh, yeah, then just be like, yeah, it was good. Right. It was great. Whatever. <laughs> but if he's like, no, 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 yes. Like I want you to be completely honest. Then just frame it positively. Yeah. Be like, look, it would be so much better if, 
right? So not this is what you can do better. This is what you can yeah, fix. Or like this was shit. Yeah. It's, this could be better. It would be so much better if you were more rough with me. It would be so much better if, look, I love my pussy being eaten, right? You, you, you grabbed me and fucked me like right away, which is kind of hot. But oh, it'd be so much better if you ate me out for a little bit first, right? Because I know there's a lot of girls out there with boyfriends even. And they're like, fuck, like perhaps they do want to try something. And it's like, how do I bring it up? How do I bring up with my partner that I do, let's pick something arbitrary, whatever. I do want to be tied up. Because now if I tell him that, immediately what the guy thinks is I'm not good enough and I'm missing something. Whereas if you frame it more as, hey, like I love having sex with you, it's amazing. Like, let, let, we should try something and explore things together. Like, what do you want to try? Yeah. The guy's like, I don't know. Then <laughs> you can say like- Suggest. I think it'd be so hot. Like, I, I had a dream. Like, I had, this, uh, I had this fantasy of you, like, getting some handcuffs and just tying me to the bed. Like, I don't know. It was in my dream and it was so hot and you would, like, look so in control. It'd be so hot to try. That is more inspiring for the guy to do if you say- yeah, look, I think this is what we're missing. Or I think this, you know, so giving feedback the right way is a tough thing to do, but I think it's, I think it's important. In those situations, which I think this happened to me with this boyfriend that I was dating when I was like, maybe from the ages of like, it was like I dated this guy for like three-ish years from mm. maybe 18 to like 20 or something. And we, we'd been dating for a long time and had a lot of sex and we did get to a point where the sex got boring and I always knew that I wanted to try more things, like I wanted to experiment with being tied up, you know, him being rough and I kind of knew that I was submissive but I think he was also submissive mm. so it didn't work. Yeah. And then I, we ended up breaking up and we broke up for kind of different reasons, but I feel, I feel like really why we broke up is because the sex just kind of died a bit. Like mm. it was kind of fun at first just cause we, yeah. it was just fun. But then when we started, it started being, you know, I was like, oh no, I don't like, you know, he didn't really like taking control. I didn't like taking control. We both kind of ended up fumbling around. And then when I would suggest like, oh, hey, can you tie me up? And I mean, he did try, but you, he yeah. that's not, he was submissive. So no. he wasn't really into it. And then mm. I, he was like doing it. Uh, well, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't getting him off. So then he was fumbling and I was like, what the hell? And then mm. our relationship ended up not really working. And I feel like because we weren't sexually compatible, yeah. That's what kind of then caused all of the other problems in yeah. a relationship. Because I mean, if you're not having sex in a relationship, that's that is the problem number one. Yeah. Which I yeah, which I'm sure you agree that sex yeah. is like the most it's, important thing. It's a good to be sexually compatible. It's a good like right? litmus test, right? Because I think if you're if you have problems outside of the bedroom, then you're probably not going to be having sex, yeah. right? And if you're not having sex just because of sexual compatibility, it's going to cause problems again outside the bedroom. So I think it is a huge factor in like relationship happiness or compatibility and sexual polarity, like what you spoke about with that scale of like dominant and submissive or top and bottom is of most of the time, the foundation of amazing mm. sex is having that polarity. Yeah. And <clears throat> cause if you're both the same, exactly. it's just not going to work. Missing if I'm so, just lying there and then he's just lying there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone's got to take charge. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it's always related to dancing, right? Like the, the Latin dances, like salsa, bachata. Like if you have two people that aren't leading, you're not going to have a good dance. Like you need to have that polarity. Now, depends on your relationship. You can swap. You can have times where someone is the top, someone is the bottom, but you need to have those kind of clear, distinct roles. And it can be different to what it's like outside of the relationship, right? Like outside of the relationship, you could perhaps have more of a balanced power dynamic, but sexually speaking, amazing sex relies on that polarity. Yeah. And in this case, yeah, I mean, it sometimes it relies on the guy being able to explore a little bit, being able to understand himself a bit more, being able to find out, is he a switch? Does he like being dominant at times? Is that something you can do to give you a better time in the bedroom? And it's- We're um, talking about a, a switching it up. I don't think, so I don't mm. think I would ever enjoy being dominant. No, I mean, like, I- Could you ever enjoy being submissive? No. Yeah. To, okay. to a certain level, right? Yeah. To a certain level. So and sometimes- I get very suspicious of guys, mm. like clients of mine, where they're like, and I, sometimes I'll like ask them maybe like, uh, you know, when we're talking, I'm like, oh, like, what do you like or whatever? And if they're like, oh, like I like being dominant and submissive, I'm like, <laughs> what you do you must mean? be shit in bed. That's yeah. the first thing that I think. Well, if you don't yeah. know what you like, yeah. I mean, have there, you ever had sex? <laughs> there, are, there are definitely people that are switches really? and do enjoy sharing different elements of sexual energy, depending who they're with. Now, Oftentimes, like sometimes girls will be like, I'm dominant. And oftentimes what I find is that when I'm with them, they're very submissive and love it and enjoy it and feel like they've missed this opportunity mm. because they're often dominant because their partner, like they just had to take control, like they just had to lead. And so there are different elements to it, but there are certainly some people that enjoy doing both. And there are times where I like to be able to, let's say, vary the level of dominance that I have on that spectrum. So sometimes, yeah, I, I do like perhaps laying down and the girl giving me a massage, right? Um, now, I don't want to be like tied up and pegged, for example. That's something <laughs> I'm not into, but there are different elements of where the girl can take perhaps like a little bit of control in the situation. Mm. And but for me on my spectrum, that would be my switch, right? Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, for me, I am, I love taking control. Yeah. I love being dominant. For you, you like to be able to let go. You like being submissive. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, people will find themselves on different elements of that spectrum and it will change. As I said, like I enjoyed vanilla sex before. And if yeah. you asked me to spank a girl, I'd fucking lose a heart on. Whereas <laughs> now it's like, it makes me even more yeah. fucking erotic. Uh, so yeah, it is important to kind of discover and figure out what you want. Um, all right. All right. What else is on your list? Should well, we? I think uh, yeah. Should, should we... we wrap up? Yeah. Let's wrap right. it up here. So, so thank you guys for uh, um, yeah, joining us. In. Joining us on this first episode. Uh, we will in the next few weeks be exploring different topics. Um, we'll be having different segments. So if you have any questions, um, send them in. We'll give you the details for that in a second. We've got some ideas. We're probably going to, um, we're talking about porn today. We're probably going to watch some porn today and break it down, get some tips and tricks. Yeah. So that's something uh, I'm sure if you, you've heard of Gogglebox where you watch people watch TV. Well, yep. we're going to do like a Goggle porn, porn box. Porn box. <laughs> we'll come up with a good name for it. I like watch it so us far. watch porn and we can break it down for you really yeah um yeah we'll have to find probably find some natural-ish looking yeah yeah yeah. not like not the not the ones that are for camera the ones that look a little bit more yeah i reckon we we can mix it up we can do a bit of of everything um 
And uh, we'll talk about everything. Yeah, in we're going to hopefully uh, get some people on. We got all of them here. On. Masturbation, gangbangs. We'll have people coming <laughs> in. We'll go through uh, how to give more pleasure, how to experience more pleasure. Uh, we'll go through poly sex relationships. Se- yeah, we'll do some yeah. sex toys reviews. Um, we'll give some recommendations for sex toys. We're going to go through everything. If you have any recommendations, chuck them yeah. up. Um, otherwise, if you want to get in contact with us, Kat, how can they get in contact with you? Yeah, so you can find me on pretty much all of the socials. I'm on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and OnlyFans, all at the same username. It's at Katia Cortez, K-A-T-I-J-A-C-O-R-T-E-Z. I also write a blog, uh, probably not the best for reaching out to me. Uh, I, there is a, an email on there, but yeah, if you want to reach out to me, probably best to DM me on like Instagram or Twitter or something. Uh <laughs> But yeah, my blog, it's called sexinsydney.com. So I write a lot of articles. I tell a lot of stories on there. I also do diary entries of things that happen in my life. Um, yeah, so you can reach out to me in any of those avenues. And yourself? Fuck yeah. And I'm going to go old school here. You can email me. <laughs> Show so your age. Marcus, I'm an old man. Marcus at orgasmicblisscoaching.com. So you can shoot us an email there. Um, and we'll also, I'll, I'll have some socials and stuff up next week for everyone. So they can, uh, they can find me on there but for now shoot us any message messages questions you have and we can answer them on the show um otherwise once again thanks for joining us and uh we'll see you guys next week yeah and um happy sex everybody yeah i like that all right perfect <laughs> all right take care bye-bye